0: Welcome to Ag Credit It, the podcast for farm newbies and seasoned professionals alike. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from across the agriculture industry to bring you insights, advice, and must have information on all things rural living, from farming to finances and everything in between. So let's get to it. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Ag Credit Set It. I'm Matt Adams, and alongside me for the ride today is the man, the myth, the legend, as always, Phil Young. Phil, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you,
0: sir? You know, not too bad. I, I can feel spring is uh, definitely in the air, uh, 70 degrees yesterday, and a little rain rolling in, but... Looking forward to, before we know it, planners will be starting to roll in the field and everything greening up.
1: I know. This this time of year is rough because it's always teasing us. It's always just like, hey, I'm coming, but maybe not today. The, the, nor- the Northwest yeah. Ohio
0: weather where you can go from snowing in the morning to raining at
1: lunchtime to
0: T-shirt weather in the afternoon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Constantly having plans kiboshed. Yeah.
0: So, yep. Well, today we have another great topic for everyone. Uh, Farm real estate sales have been a huge topic of conversation and excitement in 2021 and spilling over into 2022. Uh, You know, we've seen a large number of real estate auctions sales in our areas. I would say probably the most sales just in our coverage area here locally that we've seen in a good number of years. You know, it's a, it's a neutral topic conversation when real estate sales happen in an increasing price environment, and it's the topic of farm real estate appraisals that we're going to be doing today. And lucky for us, we have a state-certified appraiser joining us, Jen Wilson-Exley. Uh, she is a full-time appraiser with Ag Credit, and she is going to enlighten us today on the topic of farm real estate appraisals. Jen, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, guys. Thanks for having us.
0: So, Jen- Start off, why don't you introduce yourself, you know, tell us a little bit about you, how you became an appraiser for Ag credit.
2: Sure. So, I guess I grew up in Hancock County, so I've always um, kind of been in the ag credit area. Um, so, when I came to ag credit, it was like coming back home. Um, but I grew up in Hancock County, just south of Finley, um, small farm. And I currently live um, here in Van Wert with my husband, Troy Exley. I do appraisals for ag credit, um, mainly in the, the western side of our association. So, Van Wert, Paulding, Putnam, Henry counties and uh, then I do go in the surrounding areas which also um, led me to being certified in Indiana as well as far as uh, my background with getting here I actually started in the lending arena in 2014 as a loan officer uh, quickly realized that was not my forte like it is for you guys but uh, was introduced to appraisal through through that um, experience so um, then I started with Ag credit in 2017 um, and then uh, became officially licensed appraiser in 2019 and here we are today
1: nice I think uh, one of the most interesting facts about Jen is she loves Disney World. Um, And I I, I don't know the exact count, but how many times have you been to Disney World or Disney or, yeah, I don't know if you've been to Disneyland or, At least
2: once a year for the past 15 years, at least. I worked there right out of college. Uh, My family was big Disney people growing up. So um, it was just kind of in my blood.
0: Yeah. So so you can say you and Mickey are on a first name basis at this point.
2: We really are. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: told my wife, I said, if we ever go to Disney World, I'm, contacting jen and we're sitting down and having like a consulting session it's like your travel just, agent right? yeah there. <laughs> i'm just like she knows it like I, i'm a fool if i don't talk to her
2: yeah yeah i know the things
0: yeah so jen and you and troy uh, are both farmers as well too correct
2: correct yeah um troy uh when i met him had already been farming in van Wert county um and so we have our own llc um we farm with his dad um he has some ground that that we own individually so yeah it was it's it's a good fit for me
1: you know, obviously, you know, when you buy farm ground, if you have to take a loan out, you know, you have a lot of a lot of us account officers say, hey, we need to do an appraisal on this property. And and I guess that's that's the reason why we're here. What is an appraisal? Like, why do we say that? And and basically just define it for us in the simple terms. Yeah.
2: Sure. So to put it simply, um, an appraisal is just the process of determining an opinion of value. So people pay me for my opinion regularly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good spot to be in.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. At ad credit, I guess I should clarify too that we do have four staff appraisers. I'm I'm the one furthest to the west. Then we we all are certified general appraisers, um, which means that we all did specific coursework. Um, we took an exam, and that uh, made us licensed within the state of Ohio. Um, and then a couple of us are also licensed in Indiana due to just proximity of our association to Indiana.
1: Do you get a, a badge? Do you have an appraisal badge?
2: Uh, we do have it, – it's like a little card. like exactly? a Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> official appraisal, yeah. state yeah. of Ohio.
2: Yeah. And we renew that annually. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, nice. we give our dues back to the, uh, the state of Ohio and Indiana.
0: So, you know, when we look at on the ag credit side and pretty much any lender side, uh, but especially ag credit – What is the purpose that we need an appraisal for at Ag Credit?
2: Sure. So, as appraisers working for Ag Credit, our main focus then is to provide a value um, for that collateral that you guys are using for loans. And I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit more about them. What that, you know, we we do the value, we talk to the borrower, um, you know, we get the information on the ground that we're appraising and we write it up and we give it to you guys. um, And then at that point is when you guys take over and and you work with the borrower and and finish the process.
1: We use appraisals. And so when you take a loan out, you have to have uh, what we call security or collateral for that loan. And so for younger borrowers who haven't borrowed money yet, this is kind of, yeah, I thought I'd explain this. So we give you funds, we we give you a certain dollar amount, but at the same time, you have to provide collateral um, to kind of help support that money that we give you. And and that's typically a certain percentage. Um, It's not usually a a one-to-one thing. And um, usually it has to we we will lend um, maybe for example seventy percent maybe we'll we'd lend seventy percent of the app- appraised value so in situations where you buy ground you, you bought it for a hundred thousand dollars to make math easy we'd lend you you know seventy thousand dollars basically um, and so then you'd have to come up with with thirty thousand dollars down um, or provide more collateral um, in that situation to h- kind of help keep cash in your pocket so generally i don't know if matt if you want to add to that but that's yeah and
0: yeah, I, I think you know we kind of look at somewhat on a we do always have our standards of lending and how we we do things but you know it's always a case by case basis too. Correct. We look if yep. uh on our Ag Start program. Um if it really just depends. That's why always sit down with your account officer and really come up with that plan that's gonna fit you right whether it's you know like we said abundance of collateral. Uh putting some more cash down. Do we look at some different programs that are available with USDA or something of that matter.
1: Yeah. Do you want to put, you know, you bought 40 acres and you have another 40 acres free and clear. Do you want to just tie both of those to this loan? And then I can, you know, give you the full hundred thousand and you don't have to bring any cash to the table is kind of what we say. So there's, like I said, I I think you put it well, it's it's a case by case basis. And and, and we can kind of look at your scenario and determine number one, what what do you have and, and what are you willing to do and how do you want to structure it? So.
0: So Jen, kind of go over what are different types of appraisals that you guys do in the appraisal department?
2: Sure. So uh, there are lots of different kinds of appraisals, but for what we deal with, for what we do for ad credit purposes, um, most of the appraisals we do are either bare land, which means there are no improvements. It's cropland, woods, um, or improved tracks. Like I said, a bare land appraisal would be one that doesn't have any buildings um, on the land and that then approved appraisals would include um, what we would call traditional buildings. So homes, machine sheds, shops, barns, uh, grain bins, those kinds of things. We also do some of those more specialized appraisals. You know, you all see the um, hog barns out there, the cattle barns. So, you know, we do things that include the swine and cattle confinement operations, um, dairies, greenhouses, um, or just a few that we sort of specialize in um, the ag credit arena with. But there are an infinite number of of appraisals out there. But those are... um, typically what we do. Both those improved and specialized appraisals can be on existing structures, or um, we can do a hypothetical condition on that appraisal and um, appraise it before it's even built. So we can do it on new construction and use your construction contracts as, as sort of our data for what's going to be there eventually.
0: So, if I'm building a brand new hall confinement building and we haven't even poured concrete yet, you can still give me a good appraisal on as finished what that building will be in a pretty, pretty specific. Time.
2: Yep, yep. And we're using um, factors like your construction data, um, the contracts that you've gotten in for excavation and wells and all those things more than just the building itself. Um, and then we're also comparing that data to what maybe other similar barns have sold for just to know kind of what external factors might be at play.
1: When we submit a, an appraisal request to you, or, or someone maybe does a, you know, uh, outside the association, submits a, an appraisal request to you, what's that process look like? What do you do? What, sure. What's involved?
2: So, um, our first job is just to research what we're looking at. We do that by collecting tax cards, um, aerial, and soil maps. Uh, we subscribe to a service that allows us to. Um, select specific parcels and see the aerial and the soil maps um, for those tracks. Um, we we talk to the ag credit borrower and find out about that property being appraised. Uh, many times they are aware of what's going on. Either they farmed it um, or they farm around it, um, so they know um, what drainage looks like and those kinds of things. If it's a bare land track um, with no buildings, a lot of times that inspection's just done from the road. Drive by, get some pictures, um, but wouldn't that track is improved, many times we meet up with the borrower um, to get a little bit more detailed information, walk through the property, get some pictures both inside and outside, and, and get those photos that'll help us with our appraisal process.
1: I think that's one of the great things I, I hear feedback on is my borrowers will be like, oh, you know, I talked to the appraiser, and I think they just love, love having a conversation with you about it versus it being this Abstract thing that happens around them, and they don't really get to have any like I want to say input, but just they just want to be a part of the process and understand what, what's what's going on. What do you think? And and be able to provide some, I guess, more clarity on the property. So and, and we yeah. enjoy
2: those conversations too. I mean, yeah. we learn a lot from our borrowers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. They know sometimes what's all going on in the background that we haven't heard about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is. It's nice just to have those conversations and and hear what they think is going on mm-hmm. in the market too. Yeah. So.
0: And and I I think you know our borrowers see this also as another resource that we provide Mm -hmm. as an association we have jen who is a state certified appraiser she's an ag credit appraiser and i think that just is another another resource we can add value to our members that way Mm -hmm. and
2: i think um at least for me as as an ad credit borrower myself um it's just one less person knowing what's going on with your operation you're already working with ad credit your loan officer's in the loop it's, it's staying in-house right, um, yeah
0: and Phil I will I will have to come back up to Jen's first thing you know collecting task cards information account officers always get her that information on a timely manner oh like. sure yes. <laughs> yeah
2: you guys are wonderful yeah <laughs> Uh, but I guess then as far as, as actually doing the appraisal, one of the the next things we do after we've sort of um, gathered what we need to to for analyzing the subject track, the piece that we're looking at is we then look for sales um, that have occurred that have occurred in the surrounding area um, where that subject tract is located. and we use those then as comparable sales in that appraisal process. Uh, nearby sales with the most similar similar land components are what we, um, Try to select. Um, sometimes when there aren't as many sales, we don't have you know we don't have as many to choose from. It's harder, and and you've got to figure out what is the best fit. But right now we have a lot of sales, um, so it makes our jobs say, a lot you, easier. I was going to say you're probably
0: not struggling to find sales data right now in the last 24 months.
2: No, and we try to go with the most recent sales possible. Um, so as everybody knows, if we would go 24 months back. That was a very different market two years ago, mm-hmm. where if we try to stay with sales within the last six months, we're going to have a much better idea um, of what the market has been doing in that area. Uh, and so in, in a time like what we have right now, um, especially in this part of Ag Credits Association, where we have so many sales, um, it helps us give better value. We just have a better idea of, of what the market is everywhere.
0: So you've gathered all your data. You mm-hmm. have all your sales trends everything, information, you've inspected the property, what's the next step?
2: Sure, Um, so the appraisal process really consists of three different approaches. And these are what appraisers use across the board, whether you're using or um, be- appraising a bare land track or you're appraising something very specialized. I mean, appraisals are done for hotels and apartment buildings and all sorts of things across the spectrum. At credit, really doesn't deal with those things a lot, um, but there are appraisers that do deal with those. Um, and these three approaches that we um, work with are the cost approach, the income approach, and the sales comparison approach. Um, each of these have strengths um, depending on the type of property that we're appraising. Um, For ag credit purposes, something like the income approach is important because it shows that this is an income generating property. How are you going to use this to pay your loan back, um, which is very different than what you would look for in a a house appraisal. People buy that for different purposes. They're not income generating like what a lot of farmland tracks would be. But for these three approaches, um, the cost approach is uh, typically used for um, improved properties and this is one of the best ways that we have to value improvements. Um, we use depreciation to bring down um, differences in costs of, of ages of different buildings. But then that resulting value of the, the track that we're appraising is the value of the land plus the depreciated value of the improvements on the property. The income approach, like I mentioned, um, is used to value um, a property based on its income capability. So, you're not going to see the income approach being done on a residential property. Mm-hmm. No one's buying it for its income generating abilities. Um, but for a swine barn, you know, one of our, our contract swine barns that we do a lot of in this area, that's very important. People are building those because of their income generating right. capabilities. Um, so, that approach um, holds a lot of strength. And those types of appraisals. And then the sales comparison approach, which is something that we um, put a lot of emphasis on, on just typical bare land tracks, um, is where we directly compare our subject to comparable sales and make adjustments for different land types. Those would be things like if um, one track had a lot of woods or pasture or something like that compared to a bare 40, you Mm -hmm. know, square 40 that's all tillable. Mm -hmm. And so um, we can also make um, adjustments for drainage, time, location, those kinds of things if we don't have a lot of sales available to pick from. So if you have a, a real wet track, but it's not a time where you have a lot of sales going on and you have... You know, very well-drained tracks that you're using, you're going to make some sort of adjustment for drainage, um, or time, or location. If you have a time where you don't have a lot of sales, so like I said, this this approach, especially for bare land appraisals, is typically where we place a lot of emphasis um, when it comes to our final opinion of value because it really shows true market participation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know, Ag Credit offers more than just financing? Our appraisal staff complete fee appraisals to help you determine real estate values for estate purposes, purchase decisions, or succession and transition planning. This is Jennifer Exley letting you know that Ag Credit is a partner for our rural community. Give me a call at 419-238-6838 for your appraisal needs.
0: You know, you talked about uh, wooded tracks and uh, parts on farms that may have Mm -hmm. a small woods. I know just in the recent he uh last 12 months a lot of farms i've seen sell have a small wooded track or it's just a wooded track all by itself i see them being sold more as a recreational hunting purpose now versus a lot of times i you know we kind of used to look at maybe there was some income generating from timber uh harvesting off that has that changed the aspect of how you look at you know more of our i call it more pasture ground scrub ground woods uh on that aspect
2: So right now we have a lot of sales. Um, So if we have a mostly wooded track um, or mostly pasture track that's really rolling and has a lot of trees scattered throughout, we actually have other sales that have sold that are very similar to that. So there are more recreational type tracks that are selling, more pasture type tracks that are selling. We see that in, in times of a a good economy and and the high prices in an ag economy right now is also a sign of maybe a good ag economy. So that makes our jobs easier. Um, When we don't have very similar sales to compare with, that's when we're making those adjustments um, because you aren't looking at apples to apples when you have a a square 40 and something that's more wooded or more pasture. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess my question is, Outside of getting a loan, yeah, that's that's one purpose for doing an appraisal. Are there other purposes for, for people maybe wanting to get an appraisal on our property, or can can we do those?
2: Sure, yeah. Our appraisal department, the four of us that, that are certified appraisers, have the ability to work with our borrowers on appraisals for purposes other than loans. Um, and we've been doing a lot of these lately um, in a time of, of high land values. Maybe some of their um, absentee landowners that they tenant farm for um, are thinking about selling. Selling, and they'll come to us and want an appraisal so they have um, a good idea of, of what that might be worth um, so that they can negotiate that selling price their buying price with the landowner um, so we do a lot of that um, for people who just want a market value for mm-hmm. negotiation purposes yeah. We also do them for estate purposes um, you know the stepped- up basis for maybe even just families who are trying to figure out, Does does this brother want out, and this brother's gonna buy them out, and what what's that entail? You know what what do we you know? They're not just randomly throwing a value on that ground. It's more market based. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do a lot of appraisals for um, estate purposes as well, And, and we do have the ability to also post-date um, appraisals. So, you know, people talk about needing that step up basis based on maybe the, the date of somebody's passing. And they didn't think of that when it happened. And now it's six months down the road. We have the ability to post-date an appraisal. And what that means is we're only going to use sales for comparison that were prior to that date of passing. And so we're, we're very familiar with that, and, and a lot of estate attorneys are, are aware of that, and they can kind of guide their, their customers through that. But it is something that we, we deal with. For people, I guess, interested, who might be listening to this, interested in fee appraisals, probably the best way to get in touch with us is to um, touch base with your account officers, um, or you can always just send a request in from the Ag Credit website, and they can get it directed to either the right appraiser or right account officer, and, and we can get you help that way, too.
0: So, you know, we've been touching base a lot on recent farm real estate sales in our area, the increased prices that these farms have been selling at. How has that changed how you're looking at stuff, Jen, and the impact it's taken on our – I always say our poor appraisers that are having to keep track of all this madhouse – the the real estate the the farm boom of twenty one twenty two I've been telling everybody you might as well get on board because farms are selling everywhere
2: yeah it's definitely had its headaches but it has had its good sides too because a lot of sales um, in the marketplace does sometimes make our job easier as find as far as finding data
1: rich yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. finding
2: sales um, you know in an area <laughs> that might have two or three years ago had been no sales <laughs> you know try doing an appraisal when there's nothing to compare it to that gets pretty difficult. I do appraise for the westernmost part of our association, and like you guys have said over here, we have seen higher sale prices, um, which has resulted in um, wider overall range of sale prices to work with because not all properties that sell, even if we, we would call an arms link transaction, not between family, not between you know somebody that's, that's giving them a discount relationship pricing for some reason – They're not all selling high, high. We still have some that that might be more of what we would call the value from two, three years ago. But they're just maybe ones that aren't willing to pay more. um, And the, the landowner is willing to sell it at that price to keep it with the farmer who's been farming it for a long time or, or other things, you know, there's all sorts of factors at play, but it does cause us to see that wider range of values to work with. Um, instead of working with a nice tight range and, and selecting a value from that, sometimes we have a range, you know, that spans several thousand dollars <laughs> and we're having to to figure out um, where the market truly lies in that range um, between those public auction, high sales, and, and maybe some of the lower private sales that we see occurring um, in the marketplace. It does appear that land values are trending upwards for most of the Ed Credit Association. Um, f- so good and bad purposes, <laughs> depending on what what side of the, the coin you are on that one. Um, but for myself, um, having both increased sale and an increased market, like I said, has had both pluses and minuses, that higher than normal sale activity has allowed me better sales. It, it also has given that that wider range of value to work with, yeah.
0: You know, one thing I've seen, uh, just in my time with Ag Credit, with our renewable energy uh, coming into play within our area, it's on a lot of farms now, and now we have uh, solar farms rolling in. How's that affecting the appraisal when you look at you look at that as a income generating side on that farm? Even though, say, we have a forty acre farm on a on a with a wind lease, you know, they take a couple acres out versus a solar farm where I've heard these are going to be
2: all non- encompassing. All, yes. Yeah. All
0: a lot of acres on this.
2: So um, thankfully I have not yet had to try to deal with a solar farm. <laughs> um, and and when we do, we'll, we'll approach it the same way we did when the windmills came this way. Um, we have a network of appraisers all over the United States. I belong to an association called um, the association of rural appraisers and farm managers. We network across the, the U S for more unique, type situations. So because solar maybe is just starting to become a thing Mm -hmm. um, in our area, it's definitely already existing somewhere else, Um, just like the windmills. When they first came in here, they had already existed somewhere else. So we haven't yet had to deal with solar, but when we do, um, we will use market support from outside our area to figure out how we will address appraising a 40 acre track, a 400 acre track that might be covered in solar panels. And an income on that is going to that income approach I spoke about earlier will be huge. um, Because that's how a farmer is not going to be traditionally farming that ground anymore. Um, So we'll use an approach based on their income they're getting from that ground to somehow find a a value on it. Windmills are very similar. So um, we've had the windmills for quite a while now. Um, So we now have seen properties with a windmill sell. Um, So when we have another property with a windmill sell, or maybe even just a lane from the windmill sell, we have comparable properties to compare that to. So how are those properties selling compared to one that doesn't have those windmills and what's the difference in that value. Mm-hmm. And and eventually when solar is here and when it's developed enough, um, if it comes, um, we should have those types of properties here as well that might eventually sell or change hands and, and that will help the process down the road.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. I listened to a radio show that um, they always have this segment where, they'll have people call in with certain occupations and they always say hey what's what's common questions you get in your occupation and and you as an appraiser living in an ag community i'm sure you get these common questions from people i guess what are what are common questions you get and 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 i know those are kind of some, so those are typically some of the burning questions people have they're like oh you're an appraiser yeah. i have a question for you you know i <laughs> know um, they find out you know i'm a loan officer like hey i have a question for you where are interest rates you know like that's that's the common question i get so what what are common questions you get uh, as as Jen Wilson Appraiser. Right, but, yeah. so I
2: actually had to um, sort of consult with the other appraisers within ad Credit. Like, what what questions are we asked? Like, yeah. um, we're we're not like a loan officer. People aren't coming up to us and pinpointing us against the wall and making us tell them, you know, interest rate. <laughs> um, but I, I guess one of the more common questions we get asked as appraisers is how do we determine what sales to use in an appraisal? And like I've mentioned, is we just focus on using the most recent sales available. Um, And for land sales, we typically have a good selection of sales available in each county. And we use sales that are both close in proximity and fairly recent. or um, more finding the best combination of that when maybe when we don't have as many sales as what we do right now, when that track becomes more specialized, say a dairy operation, an operation, an animal confinement barn, um, grain facilities where you have maybe millions of bushels of storage on on one track, um, we see more and more farmers putting up you know, grain storage facilities That Or or even just a subject that doesn't have a lot of activity in that area. We may be forced to look at older sales. We may be using that time adjustment. Um, We may use sales that are further away location-wise. For very specialized sales, dairies in particular... We go even to different states sometimes just to see maybe um, depreciation on dairies. And so we'll go to Wisconsin, to New York, to, you know, the eastern where there are more dairies, you know, uh, cattle barns. We may be looking somewhere out west where there are more cattle feedlot, large cattle barn operations than what we see here in Ohio. Um, so those are all sort of different ways that we find those sales that we're using. Um in, in our appraisals, and I guess the the other common question, and this is the one I guess as appraisers we really don't like so much, um, but is how how much is an acre of farmland worth right now, or how much do you think my farm is worth today? That's, I,
0: I know account officers, we've never asked you that question for an <laughs> yeah. upcoming auction, right? Yeah. <laughs> Feel like
1: ask that you like once
0: a week. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure you've heard me on the phone. Maybe get a little wily. Um, I don't like <laughs> answering those questions, um, and and us as appraisers. The cat sat on the as a profession, are a little uncomfortable with answering those questions. Um, we'll dance around the subject. Uh, we don't like to give you a straight answer. And they um, said
0: they're not like account officers. <laughs> <yeah. still. laughs>
2: this, I guess, this question would be more similar to your "What are interest rates today?" People always want to tell want us to tell them what land is worth. But there is a reason for that lack of a straight answer. It's because once we're licensed, once we get that certified appraiser license, get your
1: badge, right? get get our badge, yeah. yeah
2: we take that test and, and we become licensed. Um, if we provide a value, even within conversation, and, and even if considered off the record, you know, we all have off the record conversations that can actually be interpreted as an appraisal, um, as a value. And um, any perceived notion of an appraisal um, needs to be accompanied by various disclosures and support that we have to keep on file for like three to five years, depending on, on what it is and what's going on. Um, And we keep those work files. And so just telling somebody your farm is worth X needs a little bit more of background work (laughs) done on our side because we technically can't do that. Um, Somebody who's not licensed can give you an evaluation. But us as an appraiser, it's not as as simple. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so the phrase with great power comes great responsibility, right? (laughs) you can't got to wield your power carefully, right? Great power. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I I just want to see her flip open like a badge, you know, when when she
1: she... (laughs) – Official. <laughs> Flip it open.
0: You know, Jen, I know one question I, I got here, um, and it's just it, typically when we deal with a lot of our young uh, beginning farmers, when we tell them, hey, uh, my appraiser, Jen Axley, is going to be calling you to talk about your farm and what we're looking at, they, they really get nervous. I mean, how do they prepare themselves for when you're going to contact them about the farm they're looking to purchase?
2: Sure. So um, if it's bear land. The, the biggest things we're going to want to know um, is, what's that drainage look like? And we honestly know sometimes, especially if you've purchased something at auction, um, and if you maybe haven't been farming right next to it, you may not know. Um, you, you
0: may get the tile maps. You may not.
2: Right. There may not be tile maps right. in existence. But sometimes, as the buyer... Um, it's more comfortable for you to go to the seller um, or to the auctioneer even um, to get some further information on that track, um, especially if you don't want that buyer. Because sometimes we do get permission from from the buyer to to talk to the seller. Um, but if you as the buyer don't want the seller to know who you're borrowing from, um, you don't want us to make that phone call, um, which is perfectly fine. And we understand that. Um, but drainage is is important to us to know. Is it clay tile? Is it plastic tile? Do you know how far apart they're spaced? Are there any wet holes, you know, drainage problems on that farm? So that's that's good homework to, to maybe do beforehand.
0: And probably the same even with if there are improvements on the tract as well. Um, how new is the roof? Have there, if it does have a furnace or set, what year were those put in if you know that and kind of the updates? Because I feel that the better you can promote a parcel, the better the better the appraisal. Be.
2: Exactly. The, the more information we can get, especially when it's in conjunction with improvements, new roofs, um, concrete floors. If you're buying a track that has improvements, um, especially if you feel like the inside is nicer than what the outside might convey, uh, it's important to try to get us access to those facilities because uh, you're going to get a better value um, if maybe the outside has... Old, not great exterior siding, you know, worn down, but the inside might be redone a a nice heated shop but the outside does not look like the inside might have a heated shop Um, that those are important things to get us into we can't always tell that data from the tax cards Um, some counties tax cards are more detailed with improvements Um, some don't even like to give us the square footage of buildings so um, it's it is important especially if you feel like the insides are better than the outsides don't don't have trust an appraisal just from an exterior <laughs> inspection for those cases because yeah. we we sometimes have to make that assumption that the interior is similar to what the exterior conveys and that's not always the case mm-hmm.
1: well good y'all any other any other final thoughts jen before we before we wrap up here
2: Gosh, I just I I really appreciate, uh, you know, this this ability to talk to you guys. Sometimes us as appraisers, um, you know, many of us work from home now, um, so we we don't get to get out and do things like this and and get a chance to talk to our borrowers, even if over a, a podcast abilities. But this is this has been a great experience. So thank you.
1: Well, good. So, th- yeah, Jen, thank you for joining us. And that's another great episode of Ag Credit Said It. Thank you for joining us. And if you have further questions or want to know more about appraisals, want to know more about getting a loan um, or just have general questions on agriculture and the loans that we offer, contact your local Ag Credit office. Or call
0: uh, Matt and Phil. We'll talk to anybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Said It. Want to talk ag in between episodes? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ag Credit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net and be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Catch you next time.